Well, the weather outside is still pretty warm, <laughs> but it is the middle of December. <laughs> so I guess it's time to watch Christmas stuff. Let's uh, no! the long-eared Christmas donkey. <laughs> Hey everybody! Hey everyone! <laughs> Happy a couple of weeks before Christmas, I think. Uh, maybe just one. So close. This is gonna be a fun, fun Christmassy episode. I'm Zach, by the way. I always forget that part. And I'm Luke, the normal-eared uh, Christmas person. <laughs> I mean, uh, are you sure about that? I don't know. I mean, they don't. My reach birthday down to is your around feet, Christmas. At least. Yeah, that's uh, true. Anyways. This is the short port, and this is a show called Broke Box Office. Broke Box Office. So. Oh, gosh. You have had some history with this movie, I think. I remembered you mentioning it once before okay. when we talked about these. Yes, yes. I had never seen this before today. You know, I, uh, I watched it for this. I had okay. never seen it before. But I knew it existed because of a like combo pack DVD thing that I have that has like Santa Claus is coming to town and Jack Frost and Nestor, the long eared Christmas donkey. And okay. I was always like, what the fuck is that? And I'd never watched it, but now I have. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if yeah. you could say that you've never seen it before because you've seen Rudolph the red nosed reindeer before. Right. And this is the exact same story. <laughs> I've seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I've seen a nativity scene. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I've pretty much fucking seen this. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, I had never heard of it. Yeah, I can't, it. I, was like... I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> this put me in a bad mood. This was rough. <laughs> I, 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 like... <laughs> I, I really hated this. As soon as it started, and I, like, got, as soon as I started realizing, like, oh, is this what you're doing? You're just doing this again? I was I kept being like surely something different is going to yeah. be happening but nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And it even looks bad like I feel like the frame rate is worse than most yeah. of the stop motion Christmas shorts. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is not um, it doesn't seem like it was made it was made in 77 which is not that much. Yeah. It's not like it came way afterwards and they were like not even trying. Yeah. I mean maybe oh, it did. I don't know. Anyway, Anyways. I can talk about the voice acting, I suppose. Um, we have it's Roger, fine, I guess. Yeah, we have Roger Miller who plays Spielto the donkey slash like <laughs> the narrator. He's just the narrator. <laughs> Why is that yeah. his name? Um, and I I totally recognized his voice, and I didn't realize where from until. Mm -hmm. Uh, afterwards, but he is the the rooster slash the narrator of Robin Hood of Disney. Oh my Robin god! Hood. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, and he. I mean, it seems that he more so than a voice actor, he's a musician, obviously. Um, and he has a hundred and twenty something soundtrack credits, so Whoa. he's done just a ton of uh soundtracks and and like big stuff too, and 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 recent really? stuff i mean he he has passed away a, a while ago now but people are still uh, okay. using his music in like the marvelous miss mazel and ap bio and oh, nice. uh, the mule you know so yeah so his stuff is still getting used um and he yeah i mean he's got a, a cool voice got a lot of character yeah it's a good narrator um, voice for sure yeah 
Um, we have Brenda Vaccaro, who plays the little cherub, uh, the little mm-hmm. angel. She has quite an impressive career. Um, she was in Midnight Cowboy, is oh, like shit. one of her first credits. That's um, cool. Yeah, she has over 100 credits. We should have had dad on for this one. I know. <laughs> Uh, so like, yeah, that was one of her first ones. And then one of her most recent ones was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So she has got a pretty uh, good thing going on. Obviously, she also does a lot of voiceover. She does a lot of cartoons mm-hmm. and, you know, American Dad and Johnny Bravo. Oh, my and, God. Uh, she was in this that I didn't know existed. She was in Johnny Bravo Goes to Bollywood. What the is, fuck? Sounds fun. When did that come out? <laughs> Uh, that is from 2011. Oh my God. Um, yeah. She apparently is the voice of, uh, mama in, in Johnny Bravo. She's like the mom. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of classic cartoon stuff like the Jetsons and, you know, stuff like that, but also a good amount of live action stuff. So, you know, just a, a really, a really varied, mm-hmm. uh, really, really cool career going on there. Uh, this one was weird. I don't know why this credit is so high at the top. I guess it's just because it's Paul Freeze, but Paul Freeze is Santa Claus. Hmm. But I don't even remember Santa Claus speaking in this movie. So yeah, maybe uh, he says ho, ho ho at the very beginning or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, he's Paul Freeze. We discussed him, I think, in the uh, the the point episode. Oh yeah, I think so. I know we've talked about him before on here. Yeah, he's a musician slash voiceover artist, you know, Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said in our last episode, I've been looking a little bit more at like trivia and stuff of some of the actors that we're covering. Mm-hmm. And Paul Fries, under his trivia section, it says he is the ghost host at <gasps> the Haunted Mansion oh, attraction, cool. uh, which I had no idea. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's also a quote from him that I thought was really awesome. Uh, the, the question was, he, he had been asked if he ever had a reason to resent his choice of profession mm-hmm. and his response was sometimes yes, but it's nothing I can't overcome when I look at my bank balance. <laughs> nice. And I think that's just refreshingly honest. Yeah. Um, very Michael Caine energy there. Yeah. Um, and then it seems like, uh, all the other people just do kind of various voices the only other person that's credited with a specific character is eric stern who plays nestor he was obviously a child Mm -hmm. um because his only two credits are as nestor in this and as child in frosty's winter wonderland okay he was just a kid yeah um but then there's also as various characters i suppose don messick was in this Mm -hmm. who is um really a really legendary uh voice actor he was the original scooby-doo Oh, um, shit. Yeah, yeah. He passed away in 1997, and the role has bounced around a little bit since then. I think the current voice of Scooby-Doo is actually Frank Welker, who is yeah, also Yeah, that's Fred. what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Welker is actually the only one who was in the original cast and still consistently voices Fred. Mm-hmm. He has always been Fred. There has never been another Fred, at least when it comes to like voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Prince would have liked to have a word, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just a ton of a ton of stuff like the Smurfs and the Jetsons and and yeah. all sorts of classic cartoons. So um, Don Messick, an absolute legend in the voiceover world, yeah. uh, is in this movie. 
Um, that's all I really want to talk about as far as the acting. I mean, it's 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 good. It's whatever. yeah. That's not the main problem with the movie. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of, it was well, it was directed by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. Yes, A.K.A. Rankin Bass. Yep. Uh, who? I mean, the company Rankin Bass. They were involved with most of the stuff, either as directors or producers. Um, but they did stuff like, as we've already mentioned, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and the Little Drummer Boy and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and The Year Without Santa Claus. And also some other weird stuff like The Easter Bunny is Coming to Town and Pinocchio's Christmas. Ooh, um, that sounds fun. So not sure about those. Uh, but it's so it's so interesting to me to have this production studio who like are mainly known for TV holiday specials. Yeah. Um, it's such a niche that almost market. isn't really a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I did take down some other stuff that they did. Um, they had some feature films. Uh, I don't know if you remember that animated version of The King and I, but that was them. That um, rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, vaguely. I don't remember yeah. anything about it, but uh, they also did some live action work, including a movie called King Kong Escapes and a movie called The Bushido Blade, Ooh. which I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds dope. <laughs> and also, I thought this was kind of funny. They did... The animated version of The Hobbit and The Return of the King back in the like 70s, 80s, whenever okay. those came out. Yeah. Um, in the middle of which, Ralph Bakshi did his Lord of the Rings movie, but they are not affiliated in any way. <laughs> They're just like making animated Lord of the Rings stuff at the same time ish. So, wait, like, which. That's really weird. <laughs> which version of The Hobbit is like the, the one that I've seen? I think theirs. I think. Wait, did Ralph Bakshi make a version of The Hobbit also? I don't remember. I don't know. I know I've. I. I mean, it makes sense that it is probably theirs. It looks more like theirs than it would like Ralph Bakshi's. Yeah, yeah. So The Hobbit was them. Okay. Oh, The Hobbit was also animated by uh, Topcraft, a precursor to Studio Ghibli. Whoa, that's weird. Which is something <laughs> interesting I noticed about um, Rankin Bass. Also, yeah, right. Is they uh they collaborated with and I think this was just happening a lot at the time they collaborated with a lot of Japanese uh studios and people on animation and stuff like that yeah um, speaking huh. of which they also worked on the Thundercats TV show hell yeah I love Thundercats yeah you know and then just moving on it this was written by Romeo Muller who seems to have written most of the Rankin Bass stuff or at least a lot okay. of it okay um and it is also a lot of his filmography he also wrote Puff the Magic Dragon which I didn't I don't think is Rankin Bass but it's a thing yeah i've heard of yeah um it was produced by rankin bass and uh, masaki izuka who produced for them a while in the late 70s and early 80s huh. i i seem to seem to me like all of his credits were with them and then you know as i was going down the line pretty much everyone is just like they did stuff with rankin bass and yeah wouldn't be super interesting to talk about very like in-house production yeah exactly um so i'm gonna do a spotlight on Music by Maury Laws, who was like the arranger and composer and stuff, I guess in conjunction with, with the guy that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, his credits are pretty much all Rankin-Bass stuff. But I just thought it was funny because he is credited on the soundtrack of a few things. Um, they used the Heat Miser song in an episode of Veronica Mars, I guess. <laughs> and also they used the Snow Miser song in the movie Batman and Robin. For one of the most fucking bizarre moments of that movie, I don't know if you remember, but Mr. Freeze is watching on like 20 different iced out TVs in his evil lair. He's watching the Snow Miser <laughs> song 
and trying to get his goons to sing along with it. And it's such a bizarre oh my fucking God. thing. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Well, that should give you an idea of what it's like. It's yeah. fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one with Danny DeVito as the penguin? It is not. No, that's that's one of the earlier ones. It, they okay. just get crazier and crazier. That's the one with Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, who's always like, my lips are poison. <laughs> and just like, oof. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I got to check that out. That sounds great. The back credit card is in that one. The back credit card? Yeah. What he says, fuck? never leave the cave without it. <laughs> Man, I wish we could talk about that movie. It's probably yeah, oh not on God. YouTube, though. Oh, man. Well, anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- Mr. I hated this. I really <laughs> hated this. <laughs> um, Is it because you felt, like, betrayed by by the people behind it? Or did you just not like it on its own merits? You mean, did I feel betrayed because of how overtly, like, Christian it was? Or oh, I just meant like because sort of yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah, that part is so strange. I mean, I've seen less of these than you have. Like I, I've only really seen I think uh, Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and those are like not Christian at all, really. Apart yeah, from well, but Christmas. It, here's the thing about a lot of these, a lot of the uh, Rankin Bass bullshit, because obviously in the '60s and '70s and whatnot in America, you know. Yeah, Christianity was a lot more, uh, I feel like, ubiquitous than it is these days. And so mm-hmm. all of the Rankin-Bass things um, will have, like, one little thing here or there that is very much like, yeah. oh, but remember Jesus, too. Um, <laughs> it'll be like one character has, like, a song where they mention Jesus or, like, something oh like that. But overall, they're about fucking Santa or Jack Frost or, the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, magical fairies and bullshit like that. But this one is just straight up uh, the nativity story. It just, yeah. God is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shines, Judeo-Christian God as a light. is in this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I guess I just, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, which yeah. is why I was like, ugh, can we not? Do I have to? Like, Yeah. I mean, I think I what know. I was I was more getting at is it just feels so lazy and like yes. such a retread of stuff they've done before. Yeah. That it's like, you know, I thought you guys had higher standards than this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> and Rudolph is like a character in the movie, which is weird. Does this take, is this like all one big universe or something? <laughs> I guess so. Because, yeah, the the whole movie is like a flashback because we start out with Santa's donkey. Uh, I forgot. Spudo? What, is his, what yeah. did you say his name was? <laughs> wait, wait. It's uh, uh, Spielto. Okay. I wrote, According to IMDb. I wrote down Spudo. Spelled like S-P-U-T-O. Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Santa has a donkey. Surprise. Um, and a castle. And they even address that. He's like... He's like, what? You didn't know Santa had a donkey? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for for carting toys around, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, yeah. He he. The the the. <laughs> so, there's a nativity scene like in the the stable where he, you know, Speedo's looking after the stable while Santa's off delivering presents with the reindeer, and he's like, "This yeah. is my one night off a year." Um, and then he starts complaining about how the nativity's not accurate, um, because the donkey looks not like it doesn't have long ears or whatever and, he, and right and he has a very a very weird line where he's like the elves were supposed to carve a more accurate version but you know them elves and i was like 
what? Do do I know them is that elves? Like, are donkeys prejudiced against elves? Like, what is he talking about? I also just I don't know that it. The, I want to be clear that the reason that this movie kind of made me mad was because I feel like it was mixing worlds in a way that was uh, it, not like helpful to either. Like, I don't care about, yeah. the, you know, watch your nativity story if you want. Like, that's fine. I have nothing against that. But this movie, <laughs> uh, like this movie puts Jesus and Santa in the same <laughs> universe and that yeah, is confusing was, to me i don't like... I, I just started laughing because i remember at the end of the movie santa is like standing at a nativity scene and i was yeah. like i just am now realizing how fucking weird that is it's confusing because then <laughs> the whole question is like well is santa doing what he's doing because he's a devout christian like is that the reason he's <laughs> going around the world on jesus's quote-unquote birthday like what is the deal yeah that's and and is how old is santa is he yeah did did he just do this because they they have uh, the the flashback starts with the it's in like you know roman empire times they say which that's also yeah. weird to see like roman centurions in a christmas movie <laughs> in um, stop motion yeah yeah but it's like they're celebrating some sort of like winter festival or whatever. So like maybe Santa has been around for a long time. And then like Jesus <laughs> came along and Santa was like, Oh, that guy's pretty cool. And then, and then like, I'll I'm gonna my throw my head around him now. I'm going to throw my hat in with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Anyways. Yeah. And, and there's Olaf, the donkey breeder. Why do these people look so like grotesque also? Oh yeah. Until uh, Mary and Joseph come in, of course. And they look like well, fucking yeah. models. They're like, perfect mm -hmm. but the the fucking the donkey breeder looks like a goblin yeah the presumably jewish donkey breeder with like the long crooked nose and he's like i yeah. want to get a deal and i was like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of yikesy mm -hmm. yeah anyway nestor he's a fucking donkey and his ears are too long mm -hmm. um, and all of the animals. and guess what all of the other donkeys used to laugh and call him names. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Except for his mother, who loves him. His mother mm -hmm. is very sweet and shares her food with him. Oh, yeah, because the donkey breeder's like, I'm not even going to feed you. You're garbage. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So his mom like gives him her food. And then, fucking, why do they even leave? I don't even remember... The plot well, of this yeah, dumb the movie. the Roman centurions show up and they're like, we need donkeys for the emperor or whatever. Yes, and then Nestor like Nestor's friends like the the animals are nice to him during the solstice festival, I guess. Yeah, so I gave him some socks or no, his mom gave him the socks for yeah. his ears. Anyways, the the like centurions get mad and so they are like, we're gonna take all your donkeys and not pay you because you have a shitty one. And then the Olaf guy gets mad and he kicks Nestor out and then his mom like chases after him. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, he kicks him out. And there's also a blizzard. Um, so Nestor and his mom are like getting cold and his mom kind of uh, digs out like a little place for him to sleep. And she like lays on top of him to keep him warm. And guess what? Mm -hmm. She fucking <laughs> dies. Yeah, that was weird. Dead mom. <laughs> Yeah, I and, hated and it. It made me so Nestor sad. Like, and Nestor doesn't seem to be that. Like he's just kind of like 
still like, well, no one likes me because my ears. Yeah. And also my mom died. <laughs> yeah, it's the same energy. Mm -hmm. But then an angel shows up. An angel, a cherub. Oh my god. And, <laughs> according to her, she says angels inspire humans and cherubs inspire animals. And I was like, well, <laughs> like, I was, yeah. I mean, I guess. Is that true? <laughs> I don't think like that's biblically true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, I don't know the lore of like yeah angels and cherubs but i mean she's maybe. not one of those angels that's like a big wheel of burning eyeballs which would have been yeah. cooler but um, yeah yeah but yeah she just looks like a little baby and with her wings. name is tilly tilly yeah. yeah um and she tells nestor that that she's gonna take him or she's gonna guide him or whatever to bethlehem bethlehem is where they're going where Mm -hmm. He will, he will, she says something along the lines of, you will save someone else as your mother saved you. And he's like, all right, cool. So they go on this long journey. Mm -hmm. uh, and this fucking song that plays, that's another thing where like the general quality of the movie is, is bad. Yes. And the fucking songs are not catchy at all. They're so nope. shitty. The song is just like, don't laugh and make somebody cry. Or like, well, I don't, yeah. I was more catchy just then. And and none of the <laughs> none of the songs um, progress the plot at all. Like none of all the songs are just sort of yeah. digressions. And none of the songs um, are about Christmas at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> but they get to um, somewhere. It's not Bethlehem, but it's like close to Bethlehem. And she's like, "All right, I'm gonna leave you now." Yeah. Um, and Nestor's like, "What? No, don't leave. You're cool. I like you. Hang out with me." And she's like, no. And she fades <laughs> off. And she says, like, I'm going home. And she fades off into the light in the sky. Because she went to heaven where angels and cherubs live. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a crazy moment earlier. I forgot to mention uh, where, you know, she's telling Nestor, like, we've got to go to Bethlehem and, and blah, blah, blah. And he's yeah. like, oh, I don't know. That sounds pretty far. And she's like, I really think you should. And, like, light shines down on her. And then light shines down on, like, Nestor's face. And he's like uh oh okay i guess i will it's like <laughs> oh yeah it's like he, god was like <clears throat> and he was like uh sure yeah fine. yeah 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 oh man um but nestor ends up with another uh grotesque caricature looking stable owner mm -hmm. um and guess what it's the same as it was before. All the other animals hate him because he has long ears yeah. and no one gives a shit and they sing the fucking same song and then they sing the same song. <laughs> um, and then Mary and Joseph show up. Yep. Woohoo. Yeah. And the guy and, and the guy doesn't want to sell them. <laughs> this part pissed me off yeah. because I felt certain that, you know, it was going to be like Rudolph where there was going to be a tangible thing, something that Nestor could do with his ears that would be beneficial. Mm -hmm. But Mary and Joseph just pick him because, and there's like a song that's happening. And I think the song says like, because of the kindness in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. And then. They just wanted the shitty donkey. Yeah. What ends up happening is like, there's a, a snow, uh, there's a sandstorm and like, they can't see the guiding star anymore. But mm -hmm. Nestor remembers <laughs> that the angel, Tilly said that you will listen to your ears and like, you'll hear me and I will guide you the way to go or something like that. Yeah. 
And it's like, okay, sure. So, so he can hear the angel, but like, there's still, I don't know. I feel like there's no payoff. Like there still isn't really anything specific and tangible that he does with his big long ears that is like beneficial. Yeah. Cause he like, he doesn't hear if he had heard like, you know, some children playing in the town or like something in the town. Yeah, like something that existed in the realm of humanity, and yeah. he didn't hear like his dead mom talking to him, and then like a chorus <laughs> of angels telling him what way to go. Like mm-hmm. that could have happened without his ears. That could have happened mm-hmm. to any donkey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird how they do that. But anyway, they get to Bethlehem, and there's Jesus, and hooray! <laughs> yeah, Mary and Joseph are like, "Thank you, Nestor." Oh yeah, and they also like sort of weirdly change the story so that Nestor's the one who's like, "We should stay in a stable instead of in an inn." Oh yeah, like, that, for such a religious movie, this feels like a weirdly like. Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> they're just riffing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're like, and then Nestor taught Jesus how to be the son of God. And you know who knows with you know the way that like storytelling works. I hope that like seven hundred years from now that Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey, is in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. He's in the uh, Orange Catholic Bible from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's uh, pretty much it, right? Yeah, Is that that's the... in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a fucking line in the song at the end where they say – they even draw the, the comparison themselves. They're like, Nestor's ears are as lovely as a reindeer's nose is red. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You didn't have to like, <laughs> stop reminding us that you had no imagination. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I cannot – recommend this movie there's no reason to watch it um there are a thousand other little holiday shorts out there that are much better mm-hmm. at doing the same thing yep yeah yeah they like there's and you know what a lot of them are on youtube and i chose this one because it's, it had a crazy name and it was shorter than all of them and now <laughs> i kind of regret it <laughs> i'm trying to think of even like nativity movies that because surely we used to watch those when we were kids. Like, is there Probably. like a VeggieTales Christmas? Surely there is a VeggieTales Christmas. Yeah. There's a lot of VeggieTales on YouTube, too. Oh, is it really? That Holy fuck, we should do fix. VeggieTales short report. <laughs> we really should. Maybe we can have mom on for that one. That's a great idea. <laughs> so that's Nestor. Um, thanks for listening, I can't believe listening, I almost buddy. chose the Garfield Christmas special. Oh, that would have been so fun. That would have been so dumb. <laughs> Uh, anyways yeah thanks for watching yeah uh, <laughs> merry christmas we hope you enjoyed the show go uh <laughs> follow us on instagram you can find us at broke box office um wherever you listen to podcasts uh give us reviews and ratings if you enjoy the show and yeah. subscribe and all that shit email us at brokesboxoffice at gmail.com with suggestions and and yeah. feedback tell us and how whatever. much you like this movie <laughs> and how wrong we are about it yeah you know no what? One. That's that's a good. I feel like we've never like specifically I- invited that before. But if if you guys ever have like drastically differing opinions on like some of the movies that mm-hmm. we covered, then like email us. We want to know. You know. Just, I dare you. Yeah, please. <laughs> also, come back next week. Yeah. For our actual Christmas episode, which should be a lot of fun. <laughs> not not gonna do a Hallmark movie again this year. Learn our lesson with that. Instead. This is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, actually, because they played it at the uh, indie theater here, and I didn't get to go see it, and it sounded really crazy. It is a French horror thriller film. (laughs) (laughs) 
3615 code Père Noël, also known as Deadly Games, also known as Game Over, also known as Hide and Freak, also known as Dial Code Santa Claus. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> to find on YouTube, you do have to search 3615 code Père Noël, and it has, it's in French, but it has like actual subtitles. Okay, um, cool. Not just like shitty auto, auto translate subtitles, but like actual ones. Nice. Um, and it was described as, just to be a little teaser, it's like a more violent Home Alone, except the person trying to get into the house is Santa Claus. Oh my god. <laughs> that's how it was described to me, so we'll see if that's true. All right, sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. So go watch that uh, monstrous title of a movie. Yeah. Um, and come back <laughs> next week and we'll chat about it. I hope all of you are having a lovely like early holiday. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I'm going to ride away on my Christmas donkey. Oh, God. <laughs> Bye.